Now Adam Terry just joined. Oh, hi, Adam oh, Terry. Congratulations on your baby. That man had a kid. He did. Good on Whoa. you. <laughs> nice job. Well, his wife had a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> congratulations to the both of you. <laughs> another week of this is my bourbon podcast i'm your host perry and i'm very happy to have curtis and swan back with me this week hi, hi. guys hello i never know what to say neither neither of you do curtis no. is giving me the pregnant pause here <laughs> just immediately say hi hey. as loud as possible <laughs> i am here yeah happy you guys are back on it's uh the the thursday after derby day which was a mess in and of itself. Did anybody have any mint juleps? I had a mint julep. Hey, there you go. I had a Booker's mint julep. Okay. It was How very was that? good. Yeah. It was very good. You can hear all about it on last week's episode at the, the Burley Market and Cafe. So, yeah. It, be it sure, sounded good, sure but I did not partake in any mint juleps. I like straight bourbon too much to... I agree. ...to do much with it. But yeah. you know what? Somebody could probably change my mind if they went and picked mint leaves from, you know, right outside their Ten house feet and away. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I so totally I actually had a mint julep, a poorly made mint julep though. <laughs> it I was feel like so most mint bad. juleps are. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's fair. It was so bad. They gave me. <laughs> it still cracks me up. First off, it was just bourbon water, and I was Whoa. like, okay, that they muddled the mint leaves. Yeah. But then they gave me a whole spray, like a whole stalk of mint that makes no sense yeah that's just laziness yeah and i was like this is terrible <laughs> i think i'd rather just somebody pour some of the old forest or mint julep pre-made and deal with or the, the maker's mark yeah that. or the maker's yeah. mark yeah, yeah. Than, than that i took the mint like tree that they gave me <laughs> and, mint limb <laughs> yeah the limb and i there was a like a busser coming like going right and like taking uh plates away and i went just like threw it on <laughs> she was like she was like oh okay and i was like thanks i just couldn't handle that that is so <laughs> it was pretty you didn't funny. keep like any of the leaves or anything you just got totally rid of the uh oh i got uh, rid of it the whole thing <laughs> that's hilarious to me because <laughs> it wasn't a mint julep anyway well sure and the that's adding fair. the mint leaf would not have done anything yeah. for me i would yeah. have loved to have been a fly on the wall just to watch that <laughs> I would have lost my I hope mind. the bartender didn't see me, but then again, maybe I do hope she did. <laughs> she has to learn. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way that they can learn other than by failure, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And that was their, you know, of course, their special drink menu. Sad. Anyway, um, yeah, I had a really good derby day. It was a lot of fun recording at the Burley Marketing Cafe with my father-in-law, Brett, and with our good buddy, Josh, and then Noel Rydell, who is the founder and the... Uh, the proprietor over there drank a whole lot of bourbon, whole lot of bourbon, cracked open the Kentucky Owl Confiscated. Oh, yeah. Um, which is uh, sitting right up there. Look right at it up, up there. there. It's hanging out. Sitting right up there. All nice. And it's, on a perch. And it's a little perch. <laughs> That's where I was going <laughs> with that, too. But let's get into the episode, shall we? Well, we have our first segment 
which is Flying Blind, where I blind our, our co-hosts or guests or whomever that are on the show with something they don't know what it is. And in this case, it's the co-hosts. I'm really excited that you guys are getting to try this one because I love this bourbon. I'm kind of just, I'm confused. Like, Interesting. How so? It's good. It's very caramel heavy. Uh-huh. It's got the oak, but it's not like standing out as a specific profile to me. I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, I'm kind of getting like a a, a, a a little bit of an earthy or floral note to it as well that's kind of tucked away in the back there behind some of the sweeter notes, some of the, the oak as well. Um, and it could just be because I've not had anything yet, but the ethanol is pretty present. See, I'm not really picking We're, up on the ethanol. See, I wasn't picking up yeah. ethanol either, but it's just we've me. talked about this multiple times that I <laughs> don't smell ethanol. I mean, I, I'm thinking like 90 proof. Okay, interesting. All right. Oh, that's good, though. That's real good. Not 90 proof. <laughs> Just had to taste it first. It's Ooh. not 90 proof. It's definitely not. No, it's definitely not. But there no. is a note on there. I don't know what it is. It's like right in the middle of the palate. Because you definitely get like the oak and caramel from the nose, but... I don't know. It's, Maybe it's that earthiness you were talking about. It's ginger. Yes. It's a ginger note. Why on earth I can pick that out? Yeah. I've never picked out ginger before. But you're right. On a bourbon. It's like dry. That's what it is. It's like dried ginger. Uh-huh. Not like that weird cleanser palate, you know, sushi ginger. Yep. <laughs> weird. And I, I mean, I've had this a few times and I've never picked it up before. But this has so much depth to it. Mm-hmm. honestly and i i mean i i of course haven't revealed what it is yet but for the for the price and, and the proof and everything i think that it is just so well-rounded and i'm really looking forward to buying another bottle yeah the second sip that i took or the third i'm starting out great here with the memorization um <laughs> the finish is good it's you kind of got that nice like oaky finish to it uh-huh kind of has like that drip finish too yeah like a molasses kind mm-hmm. of feel it, it's kind of giving me almost like um. I don't know how to explain it. More of like almost a wild turkey vibe, where that kind of leaves you with that almost honeyed oak finish. Yep. Yep. So I I do like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny that you say wild turkey because it is WB Saffle, uh-huh. oh. uh huh, which is uh, part of the Wild Turkey Whiskey Baron collection, and right. they actually use turkey juice. And when this release? Uh, this year. Really? Yeah, just a couple months ago. Um, you know, it is still $50 a, for a 375, but it is 107 proof. Not sure what the age is on it, but man, I, I tell you, this is easily the best good. release from the, the Whiskey Baron collection. Absolutely. Because yeah. the Bond and Lillard I wasn't wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and the Old Rippy is uh, it's not my favorite. It's a It's a rip. Yeah, that's like being nice. RIP. <laughs> like dead. I mean, I wasn't upset that it went away quickly. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I think but, the second batch came out, though, right? No, Not of the Rippy, of the, the Bond and Lillard. Bond and Lillard. And the second batch of Bond and Lillard, no Same. good. Really? No good, man. Mm. You'd First, think they'd be like, ah, let's improve. Yeah. Well, I, I, there's something about, and I can't remember exactly what it is, that Eddie Russell is not involved with the, the production of these products. So he like it's it's something like their tasting panel or something, 
But I think that WB Saffle was the first product from the Whiskey Baron collection that Eddie was actually involved in. So, yeah, I think it's bound to be, you know. Naturally, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I think this is a great pour. Again, the the best from the Whiskey Baron collection so far. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little pricey at $50 a bottle for a 375 but... They should have started with this, though. I mm-hmm. think so, too. Because I remember getting the old Rippy and the Bon and Lillard and just trying it from other people that had paid the money, and I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't spend the money on this. Yeah. This, if I were to get it, I'd be a little more hopeful for the stuff coming out because it is definitely a strong contender. Yeah. Yeah, and on the first release, there was, like, kind of a bit of a hype a little bit of mm-hmm. like oh that's exciting let's try it i really wish i had but then it right kind of let down a little bit this w wb saffle though oh yeah i this think is where it's at i think it's phenomenal yeah well it does it for flying blind before we get to the the main part of the episode i gotta ask you guys what have you been drinking recently i've been drinking stuff perry what wait a I've second i've been drinking stuff swan prepare yourself i'm kind of upset <laughs> i'm definitely not uh, you have a standard to live up to <laughs> yeah i had um i had some bookers last night oh um 2017 mm-hmm. still one of my favorite batches yeah um, that's a sip a while right or no that's, that's front porch batch. this one's front porch batch yeah, yeah. um Man, it's such a good pour it's it's just great there's so much depth to it the finish is not as good as the 2018-04 but it's getting there um what else have I had? I had I finished off the bottle of Eagle Rare. Um, I've had some uh, Rare Breed. I had some more of the Rare Breed. Um, and cool thing is, I actually split some of the Rare Breed with my brother, and he went to the Wild Turkey Distillery because of it, and today got a bottle signed by Jimmy. Dude. Very cool. So A um, Rare Breed. Our, our buddy John Edwards from Dad's Drinking Bourbon was there today as well, so he had to have been there about the same time, which is crazy uh john got a, i think a bottle signed by by him as well while he was there so uh he's uh, always there <laughs> yeah but it, it, pro tip if you go to wild turkey it, you go to the distillery before about noon most days jimmy's there he typically is there there's only been a couple of times where i've been there at you know that time and he's not he's not yeah. been around or after church on sunday after church on Sunday. Yeah, he yeah. was there every single time. You you saw him on Mother's Day weekend, right? Or was yeah. it Father's Day weekend? It was uh, Mother's Day weekend. Okay. So that is pretty comical. Yeah. Um, also, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out yes, there. Yeah, sure. uh, You know, I know that we, when this episode comes out, it'll actually have been past that, but this one, this episode goes out to all the mothers. Yes. Anyway, Curtis, what have you been drinking? Uh, Henry McKenna. Oh, I had an old granddad 114. Oh, man. So I've been having that. I mean, like, to get another craving bottle. that recently. Oh, it's solid, man. Come it's on so over. Good. We'll have some. Okay, great. Yeah, I haven't been really over to your good. place in a while. Yeah. Did you move? No, same place. I thought you moved for some reason. Mm-hmm. I will be. I moved. Okay. Yeah, I, you moved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got it all mixed up. You had the milk crates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this past Sunday, I had the opportunity to hang out with Rare Bird 101, Dave Jennings, because uh, he was in town for a, a Russell's pick on Monday. And he also did a little meetup. So, of course, everybody brought a whole bunch of turkey bottles to share around. So we had, like, cheesy gold foil. We had a 93 split label. We had the first batch of, uh, of Rare Breed um, from, yeah, which was phenomenal. It was, like, 108 proof. Wow. Oh, man, it was so good. When was the first um, year that came out? You know what? I said it was the first year, but I may be wrong. Um 
I think I am wrong. This is actually the the, the bottle that we had was from two thousand one. Okay. Um, yeah. and it was like a one oh eight proof. I'm pretty sure. But somebody had brought um, the the sherry signature, which is what revival was based off of, mm-hmm. which was pretty daggone good. I mean, not like amazing or anything, but it was really interesting. Hmm. But the highlight for me was an export 1993 eight year wild turkey 101. Wow! All right, I was so happy about that. It it held me over until my birthday this year. When I get to open up that uh, eighty-six point eight proof, um, but dag on, it was a game changer. Just awesome. I mean, really. Is that gonna be your birthday bourbon every year? Just take some more out of it. Probably, probably. It's probably better than the old Forester. So yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, and I'm not gonna get into it too much, but there are a couple of old Forester birthday bourbons that are pretty good. But like, I mean, I, I would rather have something that is more like memorable or special to me. Mm-hmm. You know, based on the year that I was born, mm-hmm. than just a like a generic birthday bourbon bottle. Yeah, so, that comes out every year. And yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, as as excited as I am for that, it really did kind of tide me over until August. Yeah, so that's really what I've been drinking. Everything else has been kind of standard. I haven't really had too much uh, super special, other than you know what we had at Derby Day, um, which you can hear about, of course, on last week's episode. So. Yeah, that's what I've been drinking. You guys ready to drink some bourbon, though? Absolutely. Let's man. play a Let's game called Drink it. the Bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> I play that game. We do a it lot, every man. episode. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, originally, what this was going to be is we were going to do uh, a blind flight, and I realized that I didn't have the quote-unquote necessary tools to to make that happen. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to blind. Curtis and Swan on a few different Russell's picks. You won't know where they're from. You won't know where I purchased them from either. Um, so it's all going to be kind of... It, it'll be interesting for me to see what you guys think about each of these. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting because it's going to be really just picking out different notes and seeing the different profiles of yeah, probably exactly. all of them. Yeah, And the similarities between the two rather than, you know, obviously being like, Oh, I thought I liked such and such better than I thought I liked this. Yeah, you know, for sure, for sure. Well, gentlemen, would you like to pass me your first glass? Yeah, and I think the thing I'm excited about learning is just knowing that uh, there is a difference between Warehouse K, Camp Nelson, and some of the other warehouses. Yeah. Because there's people, Perry included, that they'll tell you, you know, hey, I prefer Camp Nelson picks, or I prefer Warehouse K and different warehouses and stuff, and. I, I just don't have that kind of perspective on Russell's. Warehouse so, K is one of my favorite warehouses, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm just, and, and I know that it's got to be this way with Russell's just because of the way that people talk about it, that there is distinctly different profiles between each warehouse that you, people look for. Oh, man. I'm excited for this. We haven't done like a, a, I know that we haven't done like a real blind flight episode in a long time, but I like this semi-blind aspect of yeah. it for, for you guys. No, it's just like Russell's, man. Getting them baked goods. Yeah. Kind of a cherry pie. Cherry pie, I think, is exactly what that nose is. What yeah. What do you think the standard nose is on just the regular single barrel offering? Because, I mean, obviously, the single barrel and even the sing, like the regular offering is going to differ, but 
What, what kind of notes do you directly pinpoint to that so, so I can tell how this is different? So what, what I kind of think about is Turkey 101 for me is my benchmark for what wild turkey products are. Yeah. So you, you take some of that oakiness, you take some of like, there, there's always kind of like an almond note that I, I get in there as well. Almond buttery mm-hmm. note that I get to, um, of course the standards, caramel, vanilla, all that, all that stuff. But with, with Russell's, I also pick up kind of a cherry cordial flavor as well. Um, I could see that just based on this. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I've always thought, at least from my limited experience, which you know I've told you is pretty much I've had like three of these. Yeah. Um, it just seems like it always leans towards like the darker, like brown sugary stuff for me. Mm-hmm. That some of the regular wild turkey, like one one and the rare breed, don't quite get into. Yeah. And maybe that's just them saying we need two distinct profiles, and we're gonna lean the wild turkey more towards this like almond buttery, and then this more towards the sugar note. Right. But um, I was just curious to see what you got off the original, like, regular release mm-hmm. that they put out. So, to to that point, too, I'm getting, like, almost like a dusty note off of this that I don't normally get from from Russell's, or just from the standard single I barrel. think I get that as well. Yeah. It's just, a, it, I mean, it's not a lot, but it's right there. Uh, just a little bit of that funk that we always kind of talk mm-hmm. about. Um, I agree with Swan on... Russell's for me always has that more of that darker note that yeah. stays on that darker side of the wheel of flavors and profiles. This is really good. This is very good. I haven't even tasted it, but the nose is phenomenal. I, love, I do love the nose. Yeah. So I typically stay away from the Russell's just because the first one that I had was a single barrel regular offering and I didn't like it. Mm. Um, this is kind of changing my perspective a little bit. I think that's kind of what... Not that there is necessarily an end goal with this, but I, I, you know, if I'm not encouraging you guys, meaning you and you and Swan Curtis, um, but maybe the listeners as well, to explore store picks, and maybe in particular Russell's picks as well, because they're so vastly different. And based on the the three, maybe four that I've selected for you guys to to try, they're all so unique and they have such different things going on between what's the them. um what's the proof point on these 110 i gotta say i think the only thing i would knock on this other than it just being so rich and full of flavor and yeah. honestly kind of having a more oak forward stance than some of the other stuff is the rare breed at 116 doesn't seem to have as much heat as this does mm, i'd agree with that this seems like it's very pretty hot um i will say the finish on it it's exactly what I want. I think it's more on the on the palate that I'm going, ah, it's just a little too hot. With that being said, the palate on this is so oak oak forward. Yeah. Just um, really good chocolate. Yeah. It, it's funny, too, because I am actually picking up a little bit of that ginger note that I was finding on the WB Saffle. It's not super prevalent, but it's just kind of hanging around, kind of playing along with some of the other mm-hmm. the other notes that are, are there, too. This is very good. I'm excited for the second one to see how it differs. Oh, yeah. I think you should be. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hold on to a little bit of mine. Me too. As we move forward, if that's okay yeah, with you I guys. Yeah, I think let's all do it. Yeah, as the audience is aware, um, Perry poured this, and uh, that <laughs> typically... I'm sorry. 
means you, you got a little extra in there. <laughs> but it's okay. You got a little bit of extra bourbon there, champ. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll it's get a, back to that. It's a periscosh. <laughs> <laughs> this this one's wildly different. Yeah. <laughs> what the I heck? I think it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot more. Mi- it's milder. <laughs> it's a milder of a nose. A little yeah. lighter. Like the last one, I floral. was like too much ethanol, so a little bit of heat. But it's so good. And this one, I'm like, this one's dangerous, man. This is like hundred proof territory. This is classic bourbon nose. Yes. For me. I mean, just straight up, like, that's bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> Caramel, baked good. Yep. Like a little bit of floral. Definitely the oak is present. Not picking up so much on the proof, but, just you know, to... I, I can tell that it's a little bit higher just because of the full-bodiedness of it on the, on the nose there, yeah. but... Overall, well-rounded. Yeah, for sure. It's just so much lighter than the other one. I can't get over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it when when you say lighter though, I don't think that it's lighter in like it is thin. I think that it's just not as deep necessarily. Does that make yeah, sense? I can get behind that. It's kind of like what I was mentioning, where the you get more of the brown sugary aspect a little bit. Uh huh. On regular, you know, Turkey One Hundred One and Rare Breed, this yeah. is got, this leans more towards that, other than what I consider like the standard Russell's, you know kind of grip it has on you a little bit for, for lack of a better phrase i think that this one smells a little bit more fresh like it doesn't have the the dustier note that i was picking up on mm-hmm. with the with the first pour yeah at, at least on the nose um i haven't done this side by side with you know the one the one that i poured beforehand but i think that's a good distinction to put is the difference between like a lighter nose and a thin nose. Mm-hmm. You know, a lighter nose is just meaning that it's it's wider, it's fresher, it's kind of airier, for lack of a better term. Um, whereas yeah. thin means I'm only picking there's up. There's not a lot to it. There's not a lot to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is definitely not thin by any, hmm. no, any stretch. No, it, it's a lot spicier on the palate. Yeah, but not like, it's almost like a Booker's kind of spicy. Uh-huh. Where it's not like... The heat of it's getting to you. The proof yeah. points getting to you. This is like, almost like a heavy, heavy spice. That's what I'm getting as well. Is it's not overpowering. Sometimes with like, a, like a Booker's or something with a high heat, I, I personally get like overwhelmed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so on this, it's just like an even spice, like a curry kind of. Yeah, kind of. Spice. I see that. I see that. So comparatively, what do you think to the first one we tried to the second one? I think I like the first one just a little bit better. The not, dusty not, note. Yeah, that's, I think that's. I think that might be what it is. Is that it has that kind of dusty turkey ish note to it. That I mean, you you guys know I'm a fan of that. And and like while this one is incredibly solid, and I would drink this nine times out of ten. I think that tenth time, for me in this case, is the the first pick, the first pour that we, that we had. I'm gonna disagree with you. I like the second really? one. Really? Yeah. Curtis, for me, is this mutiny? <laughs> for me, Perry, <laughs> it's the second. Um, so I I honestly am gonna be split between the middle, and it's diff- It's a difference between if I want 
something i feel like this one i could drink every day and be like an everyday <laughs> kind of sipper mm-hmm. um it's not i mean it's not as mild as what an everyday kind of sipper usually is but this one just has a little more of a lighter airiness that i enjoy sure compared to uh the funk or the the darkness of the other one i think that's where i'm coming from too i feel like i could have this daily and with the one we had first i would want to pour that and literally take the time to pick that one apart this one i feel like i could drink and i could pick it apart if i wanted to but at the same time i could also just have it and not really think about what i'm having so so what what point are you coming from when you're deciding what you want or what what you prefer from these are you deciding based on daily drinkers or regular drinkers are you deciding on what you overall enjoy more i think i'm going from the daily drinker standpoint and that's simply because People do different things when they drink bourbon. Like for me, sure. it's usually video games, TV, music, something like that. But if I'm sitting at home and you know I'm with two or three people that are interested in conversing about the bourbon we're having, I'm going to go with the first one. If I'm doing my own thing and I'm playing Overwatch and watching you know UK play basketball or something, I'm probably going to go with the second. Nerd. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'm just kidding. It's fine. I have no room to talk. It's... <laughs> It's kind of spot on on what he kind of yeah. said is just, you know, if I'm sitting with someone that I, I really want to enjoy bourbon with and really talk about it and that I know they would enjoy talking about it and kind of picking things apart and really getting to the nitty gritty, I'd be like, ah, for sure. Um, but with the with the other one, I'm I'm going to sit and, you know, watch TV and not have to think about it. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I, for me, I'm I'm just going solely on what do i like better what do you prefer that that that's really where i'm where i'm coming from so i i mean i i totally get i understand what you guys are saying it's just in my own personal opinion i would i would i know it's the internet i'm gonna get (laughs) torn apart for it regardless i i just like the first one better no in this setting first one i yeah it's got that dusty funk it's got the yeah kind of the extra brown sugariness it's it's definitely in my, in my opinion more solid bourbon um especially the proof point because i do like the kick you know i'm, I'm a fan sure. of the jim beam kind of kick you get so having it on a russell's pick is great it's fun. this one gets like <laughs> swan approves of the nose on this one yeah mm-hmm. this would be great with a big fat juicy steak yes yes <laughs> absolutely it pairs so well with the notes you get from it from it's a steak. so savory uh-huh it absolutely it is, is like savory a little bit nutty mm-hmm. just a hair nutty yeah yeah i'm actually the caramel's taking a back seat in this one i think so too I think the oak and the darker notes are really starting to pull forward. And if I dig a little bit deeper, I can find some like like berries, like dark berries, like blueberry specifically is what I'm what I'm finding. I'm getting the blackberry, but okay, sure, same thing. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that as well. Do you know that like that smell when you walk into somebody's house and you can tell they just cooked a giant breakfast? Yes. This. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It's the residual grease of yeah. of. Uh, it's like of you walked into Denny's and you're like, yeah. <laughs> Poorly made steaks were made here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like this one a lot? This one's my favorite. Okay. 
Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just so silky smooth, man. The savoriness. It's just... <laughs> See, the palate introduces a sweetness that the nose didn't have. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to pick up a little bit of the sugary notes. The, the, there was that caramel note on there, too, that I I love on bourbon. Yeah. Um, but I really wasn't picking up any of the sweet notes on the nose that the, the, the palate really is presenting. I think it kind of bookends it a little bit for me. I do, too. On the front, on the nose, you get the the oak the savoriness you know the all those kind of savory notes that you're you're expecting then on the palate you get the the sweetness the caramel uh the baked goods and then as it finishes it's like here's the oak again let me introduce that i just think it's really strange that the first one it hits you up front and stays consistent yeah the second one it's real smooth up it front, rolls. and then it gets spicier. Yeah, and then this one, it's just right in the front. It yeah. kind of dissipates a little bit, and then gives you kind of a soft finish. But it's a good finish. This this one's the most roller coaster y. Yes, out of them all, because you feel like the finish is done, and it's like, oh wait, there's more. Uh huh. Not quite. Uh-huh. Yeah. As much as I love this one, you're going back I, to the first. No, I want to. I want to go back through, and I want to make sure side by side by side that this is what I want to go with because I feel like there might be something in the first one for me that I'm like, I really need to, but I know why I think we know why. Why is that? Look at your entire liquor cabinet. Most of it it is like pre fire dusty. Like that is not true. Well, I know. I'm okay. All the special stuff's moved to the front, though. Yeah, <laughs> we know your game. Yeah, we know your game. Watch it. I'm it, I'm nothing if not a show off. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that, I guess that's that, not true either. That's basically what I, I'm saying, though, yeah. is that your palate's very attuned to to the dusty note. And I, I think that's well, probably the only I thing that third one's missing. Mm-hmm. It's a dusty note. Yeah. So I just went back to the first one. After having the third one. First one tastes a little bit thin to me. Not really? not like I'm going, oh man, I don't well, know yeah. about that, but comparatively. It, comparatively, yeah, I think that it just has a little bit of a thinness to it. I think the taste might have a bit of a thinness, but I just did just noses across the board. Mm-hmm. I honestly think the first one has the best nose. I could see that. I think so too, actually. I think that it has the most complexity to it, at the very least. Oh, for sure. For sure the first one has the best nose on it. I think that the, the, the last one presents a darker note, kind of a dark chocolate note that the first one doesn't have. But I think in terms of being complete, I think the first one definitely has a better nose to it. First one has a better nose. Third one has a better palate. Mm-hmm. Second one's in between. I think the third one has the most well-rounded experience Mm -hmm. out of everything i haven't even tried the second one again but yeah the second one's just there's something missing it's too it's too thin comparatively to the other two but i don't think it's bad no 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 i really don't think it's bad i think that just stacked up against everything else it's not as good that being said the second one's missing for me it's the oak and the barrel influence yeah that's exactly what that is it it's just more standard 
bourbon. And again, that's not bad. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, I I taste it and I'm like, bourbon. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I think that's fine. That I don't have any problem with that. It's just, that's what it is. I think that's why it's perfect. Kind of how we put it before on saying, this is something that like I don't have to think about. I know it's bourbon. I don't need to pick it apart. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I still stand by on if I'm going to drink something every day, I'm drinking the second one. Yeah, I see that. I totally see that. I'm experimenting over here. I see that. You're, you're, you're being very methodical and, uh, and, and scientific in your little experiment. Not really. I just I like the nose on the first one, <laughs> and I like the palate on the third one. Oh. See what happens. The second one, I don't feel like it's going to really, you know, add into this blend too much. So I'm just trying those two put together. So, yeah. Okay. So you combined one and three. One and three. Yeah. I'm going to try combining all three. I will do that after I make my decision. I've made my decision. So I moved on to the experimenting. (laughs) There's no beakers involved, (laughs) but it's still cool. Sorry, Um, Joseph Brazo. You should definitely try this, though, because it's it's pretty good. Can I try from your glass? Yeah, I don't. Okay, I don't know if I like it better than one of them individually. I definitely don't. Yeah. It cancels out everything that I like about both of them. Really? And it becomes yeah. Well, let's add the middle one. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just go nuts with it. Oh no! You don't like all three of them together? No. Huh? Not at all. Interesting. It gave it a bad funk. I, it that makes me not want to combine all three Just, of them. Here, I'll let you know it. It's like stale candy. Yeah, like it's not off-putting. Nope, nope. Don't like all three of them together. <laughs> no, don't like them it's all like three they, together. They didn't mesh together. It tastes soured. Yeah, it tastes like yeah, sour milk. I'm not. I'm not a. F- <laughs> Can I, like, take these back out? Yeah. <laughs> so just to, like, recap, though, we've kind of mixed these and tried to make our perfect blend between the three. And yeah. It's, so far, it's not gone well. But um, do you like the Russell's 10-year? The 10-year 90 proof? Yeah. No. I do not. I think there's something to be said about the Russell's single barrels because they're picking things in barrels yeah. specifically on what you want. And then when we mix them together, which I'm assuming they're, that's what they're doing with the Russell's 10-year because it's not a single barrel. No, it's a small batch. Yeah, maybe it's just not as good. Maybe it really shines in the single barrel yeah, category. Yeah, I think so too. Because this, at least with the one I just made, with just the two, I'm going to try all three here in a second, it kind of gave me that Russell's 10 vibe a little bit. What What's interesting to me though is that we're talking about a company that takes multiple barrels, combines them into products like 101 or Rare Breed or even the 81 proof. And those are consistent and consistently good. But what we're kind of alluding to here is that the 90 proof 10 year small batch, made by the same company, blended by basically the same people isn't as good as a single barrel is like why why is there that weird contingency or the weird contrast between how these barrels mingle and the way that they stand on their own 
that that's something that I I don't have an answer for. Yeah, and I can't honestly wrap my head around. No, either. I guess the only thing I can come up with is that's a testament to them specifically taking this barrel would be go good with this barrel. Yeah, and not be like what kind of what we're doing and being like just throw it all together. Let's throw it all together. <laughs> see what happens. You know, yeah. I think that's probably. Yeah. A testament to I think that's fair. the trying of each barrel and being like, okay, this profile would go with well with this and mix well. Yeah. I mean, just to throw into another distillery, I mean, Kentucky Owl, the stuff he does is magical because he's taking specifically what he wants and blending it to make a, a defined product. If he were just to take every barrel he receives and mix it into one batch and say, oh, this is batch whatever, yep. he'll send it out. Yep. Or we'd be here. You know, I mean, yep. it's maybe not necessarily <laughs> the best yeah. best option. Yeah. Um. And this, my friends, is why we're not master distillers. Or master blenders yeah. or tasters or... Yeah. I mean, it, it it really gives you kind of a new appreciation for people that are master tasters or even sourcing in general. Yeah. Uh, because Absolutely. there's so many people that are putting out good source products. I mean, look at Michter's Tin. I love, love that bourbon. Yeah. It's not their own product. Somebody's going out and specifically taking a little bit of this and a little bit of that and saying, this is what I want. Um, well, actually, no, that one's a single barrel. So they're finding specific things they want out of single barrels, just like we are right now. Um, but, I mean, that's that's just seriously impressive to me. Are you guys ready to make a, a, a formal decision on what you prefer out of these three bourbons? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I am, too. The third. 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 Yeah. What about what about your second pick? First. First as well. First. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. second is last, which is... It, again, it's not for me out of like what I like or don't like is just out of the selection that was provided or that I provided. I think that three is easily the best out of them. I think it's the most complex and could could really be something special to share with other people. Mm. I mean, really, really and truly, I think it's very special. You know what I love about this is uh, we didn't do this, but like, how much are these? Uh, about sixty bucks a piece. Yeah. So if I went in and I bought a sixty dollar bourbon, Kurt bought a sixty dollar bourbon, Perry bought a sixty dollar bourbon, would you pay sixty bucks to go to a warehouse and then pull out, you know, three different barrels and taste test them and figure out what you like? I mean, you get that experience at home. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. these are not necessarily cast strength. They are. They've got some water added to them, obviously, but. Just knowing that you, you've got the opportunity to, to go to Wild Turkey, pick three barrels, take them home, figure out what you like between them, and see the difference in profile, that's insane. So to that point, though, Turkey is kind of an anomaly when it comes to barrel-proof bourbons. Their barrel-proof is really pretty low mm -hmm. coming out of the barrel. I mean, I, I've had barrel-proof turkeys that are like 113, 112. Hmm. So when you're talking about these Russell single barrels, depending on the age and, and, you know, what it's actually bottled at, of course, which is 110, there's probably a small amount of water that gets added to it. So what you're getting in this case is really pretty close to, to, to the actual cast strength. Yeah. Which I think is really unique and, and really pretty cool um, for, for this distillery in particular. But... It's yeah. definitely it's definitely impressive, and I think that if you were wanting that kind of single barrel, try a couple different experience yeah. to see what the difference is between distilleries. If I had to put this between 
Henry McKenna and Knob Creek single barrel and these. This has got the most variance by far. Oh, between, yeah, yeah. Um, which is just nuts because generally I, I always thought Henry McKenna was just wildly different. And honestly, Knob Creek, I don't feel like has much variance in comparison yeah. to this. Uh, which, you know, is not bad because I've yet to have a Knob Creek pick where I'm like, I am definitely not a fan of this. Like, they are yeah. all very good. But mm-hmm. these, I feel like, could be a little more hit or miss for people, which is not always a bad thing because you kind of get to experiment a little. Yeah, I feel like there's more of a consistent profile is with the Knob Creek or the Henry McKenna uh, tenure. I think that's a little bit of it is that with those two, you're expecting, you're like, oh, this is what it's going to taste like. With a yeah. little variance. With Russell's, you go, it's kind of a mixed bag. Like, yeah. maybe we'll get some. It'll all be good, but it'll be a variance in the, well, in the, the ones we have. The, the cool thing, too, about Russell's picks is that... What was that exchange? Oh, well, yeah, by the way, sorry, off off mic. So, I I just mixed my three pours that I had left, and I smelled it, and I was like, this is really kind of good even though you and swan were both going i'm not entirely sure about this and so i i wanted to smell swans next to mine mine is wildly different yeah from the both of the blends that you all made and much better <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it but yeah. much better <laughs> but it was just an off offshoot you know little chance i guess maybe you know it's just it had like three seconds to sit and mm. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i think it's probably that like maybe maybe you pour the the third one in the last and that's just <laughs> that's possible it's totally possible anyway i like i like my my blend just just a hair bit. i agree but yeah so do you guys want to know what each of these picks are then well yeah Absolutely, all right man. so we'll we'll go three to one then um since we all agreed yeah so the the third or or number two in our flight was a pick from whiskey bear out at the summit um and as i was saying before i really like warehouse k Mm -hmm. this is rick house k no way i mean tried and true and and like again i think that it is totally solid i think that it's a really great barrel it's just out of the three i just prefer the 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 other two yeah and i mean we didn't dislike any of these or at least i didn't oh i definitely didn't yeah not by any means they're they're all good um whiskey bear also picked this in conjunction with the lexington bourbon society as you can see i've loved on it a little bit just a tad man (laughs) i've got i've got what like four or five ounces left in there maybe maybe (laughs) if i'm lucky at least one peri pour (laughs) maybe a couple scotias Which is just a regular pour, yeah. according to Jason. Um, the number two in our list, or number one, based on what we poured, is from Wine and Market uh, over on Jefferson Avenue here in Lexington. This is a Camp Nelson pick. Uh, so it's off-site for, for Wild Turkey. And, I mean, I've, I've said repeatedly, I'm between Camp Nelson picks and warehouse k picks so it was perfectly in line for me to um have said that the camp nelson was just a little bit better than the uh than the rickhouse k 
But again, I, I think that's a fantastic pick. Uh, it came in at like 60 bucks. I probably will go back in the next couple of days and, and pick up another bottle. Bottle. What's our winter pair? And can you pick pick up a bottle of the whiskey bear? I don't know if that did they. I don't know if if you can right now. Yeah, I think they might have sold out. Okay, but the wine well, that's just what I was the wine in market. I think they still have some. Now this one though, I don't think there's any left of it. <laughs> okay, but if there is, I'm going to get me another bottle <laughs> like tomorrow. This was this was me throwing a dart blindly and going. I may as well pick up this bottle. This is from Unlimited Spirit on Southland Drive in okay. Lexington. Kind of a hole-in-the-wall place, but they have great barrel picks. They always have. And again, it's a Camp Nelson. So Camp Nelson. I have said many times, well, since I've had this, and again, I've loved on it quite a bit, this might be my favorite Russell's pick of all time. It's really good. and truly. I it's would save that good. last little bit for I'm, every occasion. I'm, I'm going to hold on to it. And, and if I don't, I'm going to run back over there and get another bottle if they have some. Um, but, man, I tell you, from the moment that I cracked this one open, I knew it was special. I really did know it was special. I was really hoping these would all be from three different warehouses so I could say, oh, I've Camp Nelson's my jam, you know? Yeah. Like, anytime I see one, I'm going to try to pick it up because I know that's going to be a good pick. Yeah. To know that two of them are from the same one. And so different. And so different. Yeah. Because it's, it's, you know, one's so heavy on the brown sugar and one's very savory. Well, I, I do have a fourth if you guys want to try it. Um, I think you might have had this before, Swan. Where's it from? Um, it's, it's the Hops to Go warehouse delicious pick. yeah i yeah. have that one's good i think yeah i think he should, Curtis, have he it delivered? should definitely try it uh no i did not have it delivered oh, I, I got lucky with uh with this bottle but anyway this was fun i like doing Very this cool. kind of stuff we're, we're gonna have to do something like this again in the future we I should think. have a true blind oh we will flight fight we will we'll get a bunch of lazy susans like i was talking about. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly well cool i've really enjoyed this this little thing all right, so this week's review is going to be Wild Turkey 101, which I freaking can't believe we haven't done a review of yet. We're almost 80 episodes deep, and not once have we reviewed Wild Turkey 101. I'm going into this thinking, it's good. That's, that's, about, that's all I got. <laughs> um, I, I, I just figured it was appropriate being on the turkey train with all those Russell's picks, you know? So. Absolutely. Why not? Why not do our, our tried and true? I mean, excluding Curtis from this, but oh, I'm involved. I know you are, I'm but here. you you just don't hold Turkey 101 in the high regard that Swan and I do. That's that is true. <laughs> Unless it's like like funk. Well, sure. 101. Sure. If it's old 101, vintage 101. I didn't know you liked Wild Turkey 101, Perry. I had no idea. Really. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There's an entire cabinet full Hi, of it. Hi, my right name's there. Perry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I drink and I know things. Especially Wild Turkey World. I don't even watch Game of Thrones. I don't either. I need to get on it because everybody was going crazy over that Starbucks thing this past week. That was so funny. 
We've talked about this on the podcast before, Curtis. Are you looking at me? Don't give us that look. Listen, this is what I'm waiting for because I'm I'm cheap. So I'm basically waiting for all of it to be posted on HBO, and then I'm going to be like, yes, I want to try that trial membership, <laughs> and then I'm just going to blow through the whole thing yep. in one month. In one month, yeah. absolutely. So that's what I'm waiting for. Absolutely. And for anybody that's wondering, we took a little break between the Russells and this, so we could kind oh, of we had to acclimate a little bit because going from to. 110 to 101, even though it's not a huge jump, it's still significant enough to kind of throw off your profile a little bit. Yeah, that nose is perfect. I love it's very nose good. On this. It is good. Yeah, I think for some people it might be the the proof kind of might shine through a little bit because it does yeah. kind of have almost like going back to that Russells, almost the same level of heat is maybe that like second one we had yeah which yeah. was sitting at like 110 110 right? yeah so yeah. i mean it's i don't know i could definitely see just based on the nose alone why this may not be for everyone but i also see why a lot of people think this is the absolute like pinnacle of daily drinkers i fall into that second category yeah where it's just perfect for something that i could sip on every day Excuse me. One, two, three, <laughs> four. I count about 20 wild turkey 101 bottles. I mean, just referencing his Game of Thrones, the look he gave me when I was like, oh, I don't watch it. This, The look people give you when you're like, wild turkey 101 is not something I reach for. They're, it's the same look. Yeah. Like it's, uh-huh. So, in other words, you can say that about me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'll get that look right back. Don't worry about it. But, I mean, it's 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 so solid, man. When when I think of bourbon, and I say this about Elijah Craig, they mm-hmm. they play off so well, they play off each other so well. I when I smell this, I smell bourbon with a capital B, like not like I'm going. Oh, it smells like bourbon. Like it it smells like what I think bourbon should smell like. I get the Rick House. I get the the you know where the where the the whiskey has actually seeped into the barrel and, and contracted and then, and then left the barrel, you know, and, and has become something so unique and you can smell it in the air too, when you walk into the Rick house and it just, it, it has that, that depth and that overall just uniqueness and solid quality to it that, I, I have nothing bad to say about the nose on Turkey 101. No, and I, I don't either. And you, it's one of those and things. And I'm waxing poetic about it, but yeah. sorry, go ahead. And just going to like, what, what I, you know, kind of what I feel about it is like when you, it's going to get really specific. You know when you're leaving the visitor parking lot of Buffalo Trace yes. and you get into the Rick House area yes. right there next to the gift shop yeah, and you're immediately like, ah, oh, yep. bourbon. Yep. Takes me right there. I feel like yeah. I'm in the visitor parking lot, just rounding that corner. It's it's nuts. It's it's one of those things where smells can really just trigger something you in you, like a, a vision or like a memory or something. It's that for me every time. Now, Curtis, you're the only one out of the three of us who is not as big of a fan of Turkey 101. Yes. How do you react to the nose on this one, though? See, I react to the nose very well. Okay. I really enjoy the nose. Where it kind of gets me is on the middle of the palate, a little towards the end. Not the finish, because I enjoy the finish as well. It's right on the middle to the end. There's something about it for me that is just a little off-putting. It's a little bitter, kind of has this kind of 
Like, eh, that's a little off. I just tasted it. I think I see what you're saying, but I think it's, I actually like that. Which, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, definitely. I kind of do too. It, it It's that sour note. It is. It's almost like people when they say, I don't like dark chocolate. Yeah. And then there's people that just absolutely That's love exactly it. how it is. Like they're, they're I want 72% as dark as you can get it. Yep. You know, that kind of chocolate. Yeah. Yep. It's not for everyone, but if you like it, that is something you seek out. And it's no different in bourbon. Like if I've got one that uh, has just a real nutty note for it, and then somebody's like, well, you know, I don't eat nuts or I'm allergic to nuts, so it's not really something I look for. I, I could see why a certain group are finding off-putting, but for me, this is like ideal. So, which is really funny to me because for me, it's just like, ah, that's that. that it's that one thing that really, and especially having out. having just come off of three different Russell's picks. Yeah. Again, the same product from Wild Turkey. Just at a different proof, at a different age, you know, all, all those factors. I think that has to be it, is the, the different age and the different proof. Yeah. I think it changes, it negates that little bit of sourness that I that I don't like. Yeah. And I've tried, I've revisited, I've come back, I've like, you know, I've tried this multiple multiple times i know you have you've done it on on a bonus episode for patreon yeah, too and i i still <laughs> i still stand by it which by the way was the best bonus patreon episode of all time <laughs> i went back and listened to it and i was like sean why <laughs> not swan sean yeah, yeah sean. that's my drunk alter ego it was great like there's one point where I'm trying to explain myself and halfway through I'm just like, yeah. Patreon.com slash my It's it's worth it's, put a dollar down, trust me, it's worth it. <laughs> and I I guess it's the spice slash like rye that I kinda am getting. That kinda gives it a little bit of a So what what I'm understanding for you is that you are picking up more of like the grain notes to it than you are kind yeah. of like the finished product. I can totally see that. I mean, like I, I find this very specific rye note to yeah. it and, and kind of this like purely rye. Not like it's been mashed into anything or, or mm-hmm. mealed into anything, but it, it is just like it, it's just rye. So I, I totally understand that. I totally get that. Yeah. I guess I'd. It, it just goes back to what do you like? What do you prefer? Yeah. And for me, this is so up my alley. It's so up my alley. <laughs> I mean, really, like, I, I, I could have this neat, I could have this on the rocks, I could have this in a bourbon and coke, in a cocktail, you know, whatever. Across the board for me, I can find almost nothing wrong with this bourbon. It's my everyday sipper. It's what, you know, I, I like to, to bring around if, you know, people are like, oh, you know... If, if, if it's BYOB, you know, I'll, I'll bring that too. And people are like, oh, it's Turkey 101. We shot that in college. I'm like, yeah, but try it again. Yeah. You know, I, I think that it, it 
it, it has become such a mainstay, such a stigma in the bourbon community that I'm, I've latched onto it so hard. And look, it freaking, what, $25 a bottle for $750? I mean, that's fantastic. You're getting at minimum six or eight year juice in there. Yeah, and there's even some times where I know Total Wine will run a sale for sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's insane. Absolutely. I just found some twenty fourteen Wild Turkey, which once you kind of get into Wild Turkey, you start looking for the older stuff. It's yes, just you a, do. You start looking at laser codes. It's the only bourbon I do that with. By Again, the way. we're counting my bottles of Wild Turkey one at one in my yeah <laughs> my cabinet. But I mean, for you to take an interest in a bourbon so much so that you're looking at laser codes and years yep. and specific releases and finding out the difference between Austin Nichols and this and being interested in the distillery and that kind of thing, that's insane because. Don't get me wrong, I love, you know, a lot of the stuff that Heaven Hill puts out, but I didn't even, you know, know who the Master Distiller was until they got the new one. And, you know, and that was just, I didn't look into it that far. But then when you look at Wild Turkey, you're like, oh, well, you know, I need to get a bottle signed by Jimmy and Eddie, and, you know, I really want to look for LLGC for the rare breed, and, (laughs) you know, I want to try what a, you know, wild turkey for my birth year is like and see how that's different than what they're making now and you get interested in the backstory of it i think that's yeah. when you can tell you're really interested in a, in a very specific bourbon and their their releases are not exactly vast i mean they have very limited you know amount of releases they actually put out and their picks as we did earlier are just insane i mean you get a crazy amount of variety just from one distillery see for me it's just Every other product except Wild Turkey 101, I am on board with. Well, you're wrong. I'm just <laughs> I know. I, people have told me. That's Exclusively I, on this podcast, yeah, we told you. Yeah, that's just how I... How I get that. I, it's, I think it's the specific kind of sour note that Russell's, Russell's doesn't have, that Rare Breed doesn't have, yeah. that like Forgiven doesn't have, that had, you know, like... Yeah, all those things, you don't catch those notes. But one on one, you do. But one on one, it's that one thing. Yeah, it's that one note that really just puts me off to it. Okay. You can say I'm wrong. It's all right. No, I, I know. no, I don't. I, just, I don't want to say that at all. I I don't think that that's fair because we we've said so many times you like what you like. Yeah, yeah. The best way to drink. I mean, Freddie Johnson said the best way to drink bourbon is just the way you like it. You know, it, if if what you like in terms of bourbon is different from me that's totally fine in in this case like (laughs) you're not wrong i'm just i'm curious about it more than anything yeah and i'm interested too to see where my review scores and and swan's review scores go as opposed to yours because i i just know the way that i respond to this bourbon I know how mentally, physically, psychologically, whatever, I respond to this particular product. I mean, I I just had a sip of it a second ago, and I was immediately taken to the distillery. I was there. Yeah. I mean, I, I I felt like you know I was walking through, and and just I I could feel wild turkey. And, you know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, even two years, 
if you had said wild turkey would have been in your top 10 top five bourbons i would have been like there's no freaking way (laughs) there's absolutely no way it's it's my grandpa's drink yeah you know but i i have a hard time finding much fault in 101 that's just me for it's just that yeah and that's the only thing and i and i I like but it's enough to be like yeah and i like this conversation that we are able to have over it you know so many times we we wind up with really really similar scores if you are new to the show, we have a review system of nose, palate, finish, and price. Each category is out of five, and then we total everything up for a score out of 20, and we let you know whether or not you should have this. I'm really, really excited to find out how this scores for each of us. Curtis, I am specifically going to let you go first Okay. on this one. So for the nose... The nose I really enjoy. It has that floral. It has it brings you back to this the distillery that you were talking about. More of that kind of that Rick House feel. Um, those baked goods. So for that, I will give it a four. I mean, the nose is is wow. really wow. Is really pretty awesome. Yeah. So I that that's my my score for that. It's just it's so solid and has everything you kind of want. Yeah. It's going to be a weird review. I can already tell. <laughs> I gave it a three and a half. Yeah. I, I gave it a three and a half because I, I don't feel like, I mean, even comparing it to the Russells we just had, I feel like there's better noses. Like if you look at that third Russells we had where it was more of that kind of savory note, knowing the wild turkey's capable of that knocked it down a point, at least for me. And then there's also just others that I prefer. Like if I was looking at Elijah Craig, I honestly prefer that nose. Um, I mean, there's, there's just quite a bit that I prefer and I'm not saying that it's necessarily the weak point because I'll get to that in a second, but I, it's there, there's room for improvement and they show that because they literally have releases that improve on that within the same distillery. Yeah. I gave the three, I I, I gave the nose a 3.5 for the same basic reason. Like it, it, it's, it's good, but I think that it could have been pushed a little bit further into the same direction that the palette goes towards, which I, I gave the palette a four. I think that the palette really, really, truly is where this shines through. Curtis does not agree with us. <laughs> no. Continue. I mean, I don't, unless you were done. No, I, w- I want you to go ahead. Okay, so. We're all just staring at Kurt here, by the way. The palette for me is going to be a two and a half. Oh, Wow. <laughs> that hurts (laughs) i I know i know it does and i i and i just want to reiterate that i have came back to this wild turkey 101 at least 12 times like at least or more that's fair that's totally fair i think what it is is it's just that one note that i get right on the front of the palette it continues all the way to the middle, to the back, and then it finishes well. I think the finish is where it kind of turns around a little bit for me. Sure. It's just the palette is just really off-putting for me. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I'm not going to say it's like bad, 
I think it's a. I think it's okay. It's just there's something about it that I I want more. It's kind of one note for me. It's kind of like a sour, kind of bitter, but has those bourbon notes in there. Yeah. Just being somebody that listens to this show so much, like from especially the early episodes, I've noticed you kind of tend to rank the weeded bourbons a little higher. Do you feel like it's because it has that rye and it's kind of known for a higher rye recipe that you're ranking a little I think, lower? Yeah, yes. I think my palate is more catered to a weeded bourbon. And I actually recently have had a conversation uh, with Iverson at OBC um, about it. Are you cheating on me? Maybe. Um, and Iverson, we need to talk. Because <laughs> he's really into the rye bourbons. The high rye. High yes, rye bourbons. Yeah. And he was like, there's no way you will like this. But then he went, this is what you will like. And he gave me Michter's, the uh, the toasted, mm, yeah. toasted rye. Yeah. And that loved it. All right, so I, I'm going to propose this, and I'm not trying to leave you out, Swan. Oh, no, go ahead. Maybe we'll have you on, too. I don't know. Um, but so my, my dad is pretty inexperienced with rye whiskeys. I would love to do an episode with you, my dad, and Iverson where we just talk about rye. Yeah, or high cool. rye bourbons mm-hmm. or something. And just I will just say, to, you know, acclimate you to that that palate or that realm of flavor. Yeah. Too. And I will say that a little a part of it is I go go full rye, like I just want the <laughs> give me the wild turkey one oh one rye. You know. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just some like I can get on that profile, yeah. The rye profile. It's just I want it full on, full bore. Like mm-hmm. give it to me, yeah. Like not sort of just a high rye bourbon, right? Right. But. I'm so confused and interested. <laughs> I just <laughs> Swan. Uh, what What'd you give the palate? Palate gave a four. Yeah, me too. I, I just think it's solid, man. There's not there's not much beating it. I think the only thing keeping it from a five is honestly just the proof. Like if I were to get a cash mm-hmm. strength wild turkey on profile, I I think it'd be great. Yeah. Um you know, and going back to like I I tend to lean more Elijah Craig and Heaven Hill in general. I, I think I I do prefer some of those profiles, but this is great. I mean there's really nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I gave it a four as well. Um, I, I just, again, I think it's so versatile, but I think that it has so much to offer as is that if it it can be so much and it is so much. And I'm not entirely sure what it is that I'm looking for. That could push it into a five. A five? We're like on that level. It's almost a five. I think so. I think it's four. I mean, it's it, it's up there for me. It's up there for me as well. Man, almost a five. 
We're no. talking like no, no, George no, no, no. T. Stag antique collection. No, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm I'm saying for because it's missing something. As far as like drinkability for me, it's on the same level as George C. Stag is. Like I I I know you're Yeah, I'm different. It's fine. And I I'm I'm making so many enemies with with this too, but I think that 101 is just quintessential bourbon for me. And where George T. Stagg comes in is that it's quintessential bourbon, but elevated. I think it's everything kicked up a notch. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's just kind of where I stand. Yeah, and I mean, if I if I'm gonna be honest, and this this a lot of people won't like this at all, but like I've had some of the older turkey. Some of the older turkey, I would take over last year's Georgie Stag. Me too. Yeah. What year older turkey? Uh, I gotta be honest. I'm not experienced enough to memorize some of that stuff, but uh, I remember that like the 2010 that I tried from Chad's house was just great. Um, and, and I take that over last year's George T. Stag. Now this year's George T. Stag, I think was. A bit more solid. I'd have a hard time saying that I'd prefer that over anything wild turkey, uh, but it's definitely a solid contender. Perry is pulling out uh, the wild turkey library currently. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, and I'm also taking into consideration some like previous years, maybe not necessarily what's into the shelf. So that four may be a bit strong, uh, but. It's still, I'm going to leave it there because I, I know exactly what they're capable of. And also knowing that if you go to the distillery and say, hey, there's a huge difference between what, what I had from 2010 and what I have now, they'll tell you we didn't change anything. So just sitting in the bottle, these things are getting better and better and better, uh, at least according to if you're just taking their word for it. Um, so knowing that, you know, the 2014 turkey that I found on the shelf the other day, if I hold on to it until I'm 30 or so, is going to be just as good as some of the dusties that we're pulling, you know, we've got on the table now. I'm, I'm definitely going to keep it at a four for the palate. Yeah, I think I, the I, longer I it too. sits is where it starts to lose that one note that I really don't enjoy. So you like dusty turkey? Yes. <laughs> More than you do today's. Turkey 101. Yeah. All right. And I think that's... It depends on what the year is. Sure. Well, we're going to... we're sitting at... We're going to find out what year it is exactly that you prefer. <laughs> um, We need you to like it. We, <laughs> whether we've got to... Look, get this is the so Man Woman Haters Club. Yeah. And... <laughs> If we got to get you up to 88 miles an hour and take you back to 2010, we're going to do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so what are we trying? What are we trying? Well, we'll, we'll get there, but we have to finish the review first. Sure, sure. Um, the, 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 the finish was the low point for me. Same here. 2.5. I gave it a three. Okay. I, I, I think it's, it's a little hard to hold it back for the proof point. I love that they decided everyone else was doing 100, so we're going to do 101. <laughs> uh, 
but I, I think it's still solid. I mean, there's definitely nothing wrong with it. But if I were going to compare it to some of the stuff that we've given a five in, in the past, which I think is only one bourbon on the show that we've given a five, you know, if you're looking at like the Booker's finish where it's that like deep, like honeyed, viscous, yeah. really like gives you the Kentucky hug no matter how many drinks you've had throughout the night, this just doesn't compare. I think it's 2.5 or 3 range for me. What did you give it again? 3. Uh, um, I gave it... I've been back and forth on it because it's just like, it's really like messing with my mind because I'm like, I was like, I'm going to give this a 3.5. Yeah. And then everyone was like, 3, 2.5. I think I'm going to stick, I'm going to go with a 3. Okay. And for the most, I would say for the most reasons of what Swan was saying. Yeah. Again, 2.5 for me because it doesn't really seem to develop into anything. It just kind of hits a wall where I'm tasting everything that I got on the palate, but it's not going anywhere. Sure, there's a bit of a hug, but it it, it just it kind of seems like a period as opposed to, you know, where's it going to go next? I like that part actually. Like, there's some where I can really? tell the finish is like, you know, a little bit different than the palate, or it's still developing yeah. as it gets to the finish. I kind of like it when it's, you know, taking the notes you've already got and just you know, giving you more of it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why I gave it the extra half point. That's fair. We're all just <laughs> staring at Kurt, man. We just yeah. I don't you. know. What's... I'm not trying to like disown you or anything either i'm i Iverson can I, have you we're done with you <laughs> yeah okay cool no i i feel bad because like i feel like you think that we're ganging up on you or no, something no, like I it's don't. just th- this is the one time i think that we've been like super differentiated in the way that we've approached this and i think that you might be going well they really like it and i don't want to like you know, I don't want to step on their toes or anything. But I, I want you to be honest about the way that you feel about this one. Yeah, and I've I've given an open mind about it, I feel and as many times as I've tried it. Which is fine. And I really think that it's just that one note that really just I think it's the palette. Yeah. The nose, the finish, to me, the price point. Yeah. All of that makes sense. All of them like, yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've got my the palette. I've got my bourbon too that I did for whatever reason. Everyone else loves it, and I just can't get into it. It's the, you know, not it's a six year Heaven Hill Green Label. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. I really don't think it's that great. Yeah, I, and the the hundred proof that they put out the bottle and bond, love it. Yeah, I just for whatever reason yeah, it drops ten sure. points, and I can't stand it. So what'd you all give the price on this then? I gave it a five. <laughs> I'm serious. I think if you can find it at that like 16 to 18 price range, this may be the best value in bourbon. I mean, it, it is it is one of the, the better values you can get. Yeah. I think the only ones that I would consider about the same price, like, you know, when you could find Henry McKenna tenure at 30 bucks, 35 yeah. bucks, 
that was up there. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof at 60, that's up there. I mean, there's not many that I would really consider giving a five. This is definitely one of them. Remind me of the price point. What what do we sit at? Oh, like you can get this anywhere between sixteen ninety nine if you can find it on sale, and sometimes they even have like three dollar coupons on them and stuff. Uh, to about twenty five, depending on the retailer. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it a, a four. I think four is, I mean, the price I point really, for you. I yeah. think the the price point is very, like, solid for the bourbon you're getting. I know that it's a good bourbon, and I know, like, all of those things that, you, like, the nose and the finish that you can't find on some of those uh, kind of, yeah. what, you're, what price you're getting at there. But even in some higher price bourbons, you're not going to get some of that complexity that you would with wild turkey 101 yeah i gave it a 4.5 i think that it is extremely appropriately priced i think that it has everything going for it but there are times where i i hold it next to another bourbon and i'm like oh should i and like and and that's pretty exclusive to like a 750 versus a handle, you know, and those handles are usually bottled and bonds. So I'm, I'm, I'm between like, you know, what I, I really, really like versus what I really like. So I think as far as value goes, it's great, but not perfect. So that's why I went with a, with a 4.5 on that one. Hmm. Curtis, you gave it a 13.5 out of 20. I honestly thought you were going to go lower than that. Really? I okay. really did. Oh, I thought you were going to be like... 11. I, I Yeah, I thought it was going to be in like the 10 range. Swan, you gave it the highest out of the three of us. It was a 15.5. Yeah, and I think that goes to to the price. For, yeah, you know, for, for me, sure. Giving it that extra for sure. point. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know. This is what This is what I set the standard at. Yeah, I mean, if I've got to compare any other bourbons, because I do a lot of comparisons, like how well I can get, you know, Heaven Hill six year bottle in a bond for twelve bucks, but I'm gonna go for this. But yeah, it's only six bucks more, maybe. I I wasn't that far off from you. I gave it a fourteen point five. Yeah. So, I I cannot recommend it enough in my book. Go pick it up. Try it again if you haven't had the chance to in a while, or you think that it's you know the college drink or whatever but i w- yeah curtis again i i understand why you feel the way that you do about it yeah i really I totally do i totally true and i think that's why uh my my score of it might have surprised like you guys but also some some of the listeners is that i'm i'm definitely giving it the respect that it needs in the sense of Listen, I have tried this sure. uh, multiple times, and that if you've tried it and you don't like it, you should keep trying it. For me, it's gotten to the point where it's just like, hey, this is this is just my palate. I like it's that. It's no though. longer like I really do me like getting that. in the way of it yeah. or me just saying I don't like it. Um, so I think if you, I would give it a recommend. 
just because I know that it's just the palette that I I prefer. And like Swan was saying, I prefer more of those weeded bourbons, more of a sweeter kind of note. And I think that's probably probably has to do with it. Yeah. I think the big takeaway from this is is if you don't like wild turkey, don't give up on the entire distillery. Go try Russell's because you said you yeah. love those. Oh, I love for sure. And I, I will stick with I love wild turkey products. It's just the one oh one, not the dusties. Yep. Like it's just that one note. It's that one note and I'm guilty of that mistake. Like, uh, I'll try something from a distillery and say, I don't like this, and never return to the entirety of the distillery. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely need to, you know, maybe keep trying different releases from them because obviously they're different or they wouldn't have different labels. But, you know, I look at, if I didn't like Wild Turkey 101, I wouldn't touch the entire distillery. See, the nose on this, man. Yeah, so I, I just pulled out a... a, a Oh nine, Turkey One Hundred One, which it it smells so different from twenty nineteen Turkey One Hundred One. Oh, I could just sit in the snows forever. Just stay there. This is great. And I think, you know, my score being higher, I, I'm taking, probably shouldn't, but I'm taking some of this into consideration. I, but it's, this is just, this is phenomenal. Yeah, I think, oh, and the palette. Oh. <laughs> See, it's getting better on, on, on this one. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going, okay, yes, For yes, sure. yes. There is still a bit of a hint that I would be like, that's ah, still a little. I, th- I think if you get, what what's the lo- not the lowest but like what's the do you have like a 2000 or like a uh, I have an 06 06 yeah I'll uh-huh. try if you don't mind I'll try that no I would be happy to let you try it see if there's a, a like a, a definite yeah. cutoff point yeah it's probably gonna have to be off air but yeah, I'll let you try it. I just want to send sure. you to like a Rare Bird 101 training camp so you come back with like a Wild Turkey t-shirt. Just ready to go. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that you are, Curtis, a Wild Turkey believer, but... Not when it comes to 101 today. Yeah. I think that's it. I, I think that you buy into everything else that Turkey does. It's just the 101 that, that's being it's produced. The, like modern day 101. Yeah. Would you pick, like if you had to go in and pick up a bottle of 100 proof and then and a 750 for roughly the same price, would you pick this or like Jim Beam uh, Bonded? I would pick Jim Beam Bonded. Yeah, and see, that's perfectly fine. Would, you you know, at the time, preference. I would take Heaven Hill, Bottle and Bond. Yeah. Or, sure. you know, Henry McKenna and Elijah Craig. Like, Yeah. I can I can totally respect that, as much crap as I've been giving you, but, you know, it's... it's... <laughs> I'm trying not to. I don't want to give you crap over this, either. I feel like it's I not just, fair. I'm cool. Like, I don't... 
I'm not going to dog on you for it. It's yeah. just... And I understand where you guys are coming from in the sense of... I know it's... I know it's just yeah. pa- the, like... My palate. I mean, look at us with, like, Woodford. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's people that would think that Woodford's the top of the line, the best you can get, like... Well, gonna, it's Pappy Jr. Yeah, it's like, it's the best thing. And yeah. then... There's there's a lot of people, at least in you know that I know that you know it's just, eh, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's you know the same way you kind of feel about wild turkey. Maybe not as you know a little bit stronger for some of those, yeah. but yeah, it's just it, a difference in profile, and that's True. why there's so and much. I think of a it. little bit of the difference in between like people who are really into Woodford and like this being wild turkey for mine is that a lot of times the people who are really really into Woodford and say it's the best thing. Is that they haven't tried like a multiple of things? Yeah, that's true. Because it's a, it is a solid bourbon. If you haven't tried that much, right? It's it's well rounded. Yeah. I think the difference is like I've tried <laughs> I've tried quite a few bourbons. Yeah, exactly, and... exactly. Well, I think that about does it for our review of Wild Turkey One Hundred and One. We have a little bit of business to catch up on, though, before we get out of here. And first and foremost is everybody's favorite segment, Tips and Bits, where we recommend something. Uh, it doesn't have to be a bourbon, but it can be. So who wants to go first on Tips and Bits? I got this, man. All I right. thought about this at All least right. you know, a couple minutes ago. Um, I've been watching, I've been catching up on my YouTube subscriptions and going through who I, you know, I like watching and um huge car fan one of my favorite channels to watch is uh cletus mcfarland if you've never heard of it seriously no i haven't yeah this guy's insane he's got a older corvette that he stripped the body panels off of and slapped like a 1500 horsepower engine in and then just decided let's go racing and he's just nuts (laughs) he's got like an el camino with a jet engine in it oh my gosh yeah and just all (laughs) just all sorts of crazy stuff like, I mean, within a couple of weeks, he's, he's pulled, like, a Corvette that was all messed up from, like, an auction and decided, well, we're going to, you know, just have some fun with it. And then, like, a month later, there's, like, turbos and, you know, ram air injections and all sorts of crazy stuff put on this car. So, if you're into car stuff, it's hilarious and fun to watch. Um, What's it called again? Cletus McFarland. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Easy it, to remember for our listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and he doesn't drink Woodford out of a straw, but, you know, he's still yeah, a pretty a good guy. It's a real shame. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, my tips and bits are going to be, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> Nothing. I just, I, so, <laughs> all right, I'm going to put this on air, I think. So, I had to go to night traffic court on Tuesday because I had a speeding ticket. And, um... <laughs> I was texting one of my groups of friends, and I was like, I have to go to night traffic court. I really hate it, you know, but it's better than going to jail. And Only slightly. It's fine. No, it's definitely better. And somebody was like, oh, I, you know, it, it would be really funny if you did a bourbon podcast from jail. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm Perry, and I got Shanky Tony with me. Um, 
Shanky Tony, what have you been shanking recently? <laughs> <laughs> and the other half was it was uh, of it was um, uh, tips and bits, and I was like. You know, um, since I've been in this all-male penitentiary, Tips and Bits has kind of changed a little bit, but Shanky Tony seems to be okay with it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Took the uh, bread from lunchtime, and I'm making a, <laughs> making a sweet mash in the toilet myself. Where'd that butter come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That turns things around. I think this, like, the unedited version of this episode is going to be a Patreon exclusive. It's got to be, because it would be so funny. Anyway, um, start your tips and bits over. <laughs> yeah, I'll start my tips and bits over. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny, because you're going to laugh. So, I recently, Allie and I, we got a, we adopted a dog. <gasps> did you really? We did. His name is Gus, and he is a Maltipoo. And anyway, he's just the sweetest dog in the world. And I like, love that he's name. always like smiling. So the tips and bits is specifically going to be if you're looking to get a dog, you should definitely go adopt from like a rescue. And because there's so yeah. many dogs out, out there that, that need to be rescued. Like I understand some that. You know, from yeah. a breeder might be cute and things like that, but there are definitely those rescues oh, that are. for sure. And for they sure. usually are more loving, kind of caring, yeah. kind of things like that. So, anyway, that was going to be my tips and bits of go to a, if you're looking for a dog, go to a rescue, adopt. And then ask <laughs> Shanky Tony. Hey, Shanky Tony. Is it cool hey, if Gus Tony? stays with us? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shanky Tony, who you been shanking recently? You? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm bleeding out right now, yeah. Shanky Tony. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> man. Can that be like Chad's alter ego, a Shanky Tony? Shanky Tony? Shanky Tony. No, it's Chaz. <laughs> Shanky Tony, who you been shanking recently? oh goodness um i know that i've recommended this before on the show but oh my gosh there there is a, a a podcast called the grub that i listen to that is so freaking funny it's a three sketch comedians who get together and and they have just kind of this loose narrative and they riff on it. And last week's episode, I have listened to five times. Five Dang, times since Thursday of last week. So basically every day except for two. Wow. Yeah. Um, the other one, I don't think I've ever mentioned this before. Um, it's a show called Don't You Know Who I Am? Um uh, comedian Josh Earl, he uh, brings three or four comedians on the show as well, and he reads out, you know, different social media updates or stories about them and everything, and it's just very, very funny. You have to go check them out. Don't You Know Who I Am is one of the best shows, I think, on, on the air right now. But I think that does it for us this week on this My Bourbon Podcast. 
Do you guys have any plugs or social media handles that people can find you at? I do. I changed my... Oh, you did? That's right. I did. I did. Uh, since I'm you know, becoming more regular on the podcast between yeah. uh, some guests and stuff that we have on, I've changed mine from The Bourbon Finder to My Bourbon Finder. Yes. Yes, so, yeah. So, um, just kind of solidifying. I'm going to be on the show a little bit more and hopefully yes, at are. more live events and uh, maybe even some of the... Uh, google hangouts and stuff that we do yep um just want to hang out with you guys more it's been great so i, I changed that and uh hopefully be having some more consistent and themed content towards our podcast so oh i think it's fine um on instagram you can find me at kurt con on uh twitter kurt underscore con 15 as it always has been yep <laughs> Same old, same old. I am at PayRater1492 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find the show at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. You can send us questions or comments to this my bourbon shop at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I have a feeling like we might introduce some kind of new segment here soon um, if we have enough new emails where people want us to respond. Um, we'd, we'd love to you know, respond to you on air for sure. Give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes. That really does help us out. You know, if, if you don't like the show, that's fine. You can leave whatever review you want, but give us a five-star rating. I mean, you know, we want other people to hear it. You, your opinion may not be the same as everybody else. <laughs> so give us a five-star rating. That, that really does help us out. If you have not joined the Facebook group yet, you can head to uh, the Smart Bourbon group on Facebook. So... Send a request to become a part of that. It's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, Swan and Curtis can definitely attest to that. Um, finding out more about the listeners of the show and um, having a good time together. Just drinking bourbon and, and enjoying our, our, our company with everybody. Uh, let's see what else. This is my bourbon shop. Wait, hold on. You can also head to bourbonshop.threadless.com. Uh, where you can find all of our apparel and merch. Um, we have some really fun new designs up right there right now. Uh, so please be sure to check that out. And then the big one, of course, is patreon.com slash podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, you become a patron of the show. So please, please, please do that. It really does help us out. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever expressed this on the show before, but... My goal for this is to make this what I do daily. I, I want this to become my my full-time job. So I you guys can can definitely help me get there by any means necessary, as little as a dollar a month. It really does help us out. Tell a friend, that's huge too. Yeah, please. Please do. Share the show around as much as you possibly can. Um you know, that that's the big thing about this show as well, is that we're all about community. We're all about helping each other out. And so I think that, you know, if you let somebody know about an episode you may have liked, um, that could really help us out in the future. But anyway, that's enough of me rambling. Next week, I'm going to have a really fun and different episode. Uh, my sister Sarah is going to be on. We're going to be talking about different legal cases. With bourbon. So it's mm, going to be yeah. a little bit more in-depth. It's going to be a little bit more reporty, But I'm really excited for it. 
So definitely tune into that. Thank you all so, so much for listening, for your weekly support, for your daily support. Love you all so much. Um, The show doesn't exist and continue without you. I will see you next week, but until then, I'm Perry. I'm Curtis. And I'm Swan. And this is my Urban Podcast. Mm -hmm.